Welcome to the Newsbusters podcast with the executive editor of Newsbusters, your host, Tim Graham. Hey, hey, Newsbusters listeners and readers, you are listening to the Newsbusters podcast. It's Friday. Hey, 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 it's Friday. TGIF, as you heard right there, that is your (laughs) associate editor, Nick Nightrain Fondacaro, and of course that I'm the one talking, Curtis Alk, your Newsbusters managing editor. Howdy, Curtis, on this TGIF again, yes. Yes, exactly. Um, So we came and we had a lot, we covered a lot of ground in our Wednesday show, and we're going to try and cover a lot of ground in our Friday show as well. Kind of like we did last time, we started off with the latest big thing we're pushing over at Newsbusters. Uh, Wednesday was Rich Noise's study about party ID, name that party, and labeling. One of the oldest examples of liberal media bias. Another one that we have uh, been pushing the last couple of days is a supercut from our colleague Bill Diagostino. This also this has to do with the Bidens and Hunter Biden. Um. And, I was going to say like, and it's about how there's supposedly no evidence right. for any of the Hunter Biden and Biden family corruption allegations. Well, it's one of those things where, you know, you try to will, as I said on Newsmax today, try to will it into existence. If you just mm-hmm. say something over and over and over again, you hope it's true. And it's not going well for them so far, but. Is Bill put it together using clips from oh last while, maybe yeah. a year plus, a um, mm-hmm. couple months actually, I should say. Um, just evidence, specific evidence of Biden family corruption, not just Hunter Biden, but the entire Biden family interspersed with the liberal media saying there's no evidence of Joe Biden involvement or specific wrongdoing involving the Biden family and Hunter Biden. Um, and I think this is one of, Bill's best, Nick. Oh yeah, it's 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 truly something to behold. Like, not only are is this everyone seems to be impressed, but even the House Oversight Committee seems to be impressed. They share the video where it's their members because the video includes their members at their press conferences laying out all the information. All you have Byron Donald laying out all the Biden family shell companies all over the country. All right. Well, yeah. Let's let's stop talking about. Let's let's play. Let's play some of it. The bank records show the Biden family, their associates, and their companies received over $10 million from foreign nationals. Republicans have presented zero, absolutely zero evidence. There are thousands of pages of documents relating to financial transactions. Zero evidence. We've identified six new Biden family members involved. Absolutely no evidence. There's no evidence. President Biden has any involvement here. Text messages from Hunter's laptop where Hunter complains about having to carve out huge amounts of the money he makes for his father. Quote, but unlike Pop at the bottom, I won't make you give me half your salary. No evidence of that. Well, I mean, he hasn't produced any evidence. They have uncovered no evidence. Various shell companies and this web of LLCs. You have Rosemont Seneca Partners, Rosemont Seneca Advisors, Rosemont Seneca Technology Partners. RSP Holdings. CNN has reported on this. There's no evidence. RSTP to Bravo. Rosemont Seneca Thornton. Rosemont Seneca 
Oh, hi. They haven't produced much evidence. You've seen very little evidence. According to the testimony, President Joe Biden was there when Hunter Biden messaged Chinese businessman Henry Zhao on WhatsApp. I am sitting here with my father and we would like to understand why the commitment made has not been fulfilled. You will regret not following my direction. I am sitting here waiting for the call with my father. We have no evidence of that. A bribery scheme of which there isn't any evidence to back that up. There is really no evidence. Well, we've been presenting evidence. We've been presenting bank records that show wires from China uh, Mm -hmm. that were then laundered through shell companies. Okay. Well, okay. So as you could tell there, the way Bill did it, and since you're listening and not obviously watching, um, this isn't a video podcast, in the top left corner, if you haven't seen it, when there'd be evidence presented, it would be in red, the evidence. And then when a journalist would say no, uh, no evidence or whatever the crap they wanted to say, it was the media right over top of it in blue Mm -hmm. uh, in the top left corner. Um, So it was a very well done uh, piece. Uh, That video goes on. Actually, we just played a snippet of it for you. Um, it, so it goes on for a little bit, but it, 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 it the shows point is, yeah. the reason it, we, it went on is so it would really make a point in just terms of how many things exactly. have been proven just in the last few months about the Bidens and that the media, the liberal media, and by the way, you know, it included people across all kinds of networks. It's not just like, Oh, it's just some MSNBC putts, you know, saying that no, 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 no. Um, it covered the spectrum. Uh, so again, we encourage people to, um, take a look at that because this is something that they cannot be allowed to get away with just in terms of their dishonesty. Um, especially when, I mean, like you guys, you didn't like what happened in 2020. A lot of people were upset about what the, what big tech did to the New York post. You cannot allow them to do this again. Um, and this is what we do at Newsbusters. We try to provide you with the facts, just Mm -hmm. facts. Um, and so you can go and make an informed decision on your own. Even when like comparing this to like the Russian collusion hoax, where you had Adam Schiff just doing press conferences, claiming I have all of this mountain of information, doing all of these press hits on all the Sunday talk shows on with Jana Bash, Jake Tapper, who are some of the people that we see in this video who he just claimed like, Oh, we have this mountain of evidence, irrefutable evidence. He never showed it to them. He never actually right. brought anything out in these, in these press conferences or in these to these TV interviews. And they would just constantly have them on and they would just run the headlines. Oh, Adam Schiff or House Committee says there's all this evidence, irrefutable evidence. The media haven't explained why. Why were there 20 different LLCs set up by the Biden family? Why were like eight or nine different Biden family members receiving foreign money? Like like, this wasn't just a Jim Biden, Joe Biden's brother and Hunter Biden. And that's one thing. This is where you kind of to copy the argument that Fonnie Willis is trying to make in Fulton County saying, well, all of these people did X. So Donald Trump had to have known. Um, that's kind of what we're actually saying in terms of, except we're more genuine uh, and not really particularly partisan about this because this shouldn't be partisan. We're saying if nearly a dozen Biden family members received foreign money and not just people who were doing business overseas, like Jim and Hunter Biden were, then why were they getting money? Yeah, like why was why was Joe Biden's granddaughter getting money from Romanian oligarchs, like like business people? Like correct. Yeah, there's no and then the immediate, answer, and then the funds came immediately after he left Romania on a trip. And there's no re. I was gonna say, or why was Hunter Biden on Air Force Two as many times as he was to 
uh, hitch a ride with dad on his way to his overseas business dealings. And this is where the, the liberal media have noted it, but they really don't want to admit that this is a big deal. How the KJP and the administration's excuses shifted Nick mm-hmm. from saying he knew nothing about it to just wasn't involved in it. You know, you kind of shifting goalposts because they have finally realized that, yeah, they they're not willing to go out there and just say there's no evidence uh, that they that Joe Biden didn't know about this, despite the countless trips on Air Force Two to X or Y country, um, you know, while Joe Biden was going to get business, you know, or going to meet with foreign leaders and then. Hunter was going to peel off and go talk to business people and other oligarchs. Um, Nobody really honestly believes that. You know, there's no reason Joe was just like, hey, son, what are you doing here? Joe didn't have dementia that bad yet. Yeah. So and like you basically also had the media sort of shifting their own narrative to not just the White House because you have them going. It's like, well, Joe says like, like, well, Joe never communicated about this. We, we know this. Like he's told us. This. And then that sort of shifted to, oh, yeah, everybody knows he talked with Hunter about his business dealings. It's just like he wasn't deeply involved in me. He talked about them. He didn't actually help him with anything. And this this is what we were saying on the podcast a while ago, where um, the even if Biden wasn't changing the policy stuff, they were they were selling the Biden brand and they were duping these business partners with the idea that they had this access. Whether they they had it or not, I don't really think it matters. Exactly. It's the fact that they were trying to give the illusion of access, which means they were duping his partners. They were trying to scam these business people into thinking they had this access, whether or not he was actually using the levers of government to benefit. They were, they were still illusion or illusion or smoke. Yeah. Neither is good. They're trying to say, Oh, well selling the illusion of access is fine. It's not. It's not. It's, it, it's not. It's it's deceptive, <laughs> dishonest business practices, and it's it's you're 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 scamming your your partners. So and one of the things I also want to bring up is like we have all of like all of this evidence. So, so like the fifteen over fifteen thousand uh, uh, over five thousand emails from the National Archive that has Joe Biden using fake names and stuff to like talk about with Hunter and these business dealings. We have Hunter text messages going back or, or to his sister where he's just like. I have to give half my money to dad and all this stuff. Yeah. And meanwhile, we had the other day, Philip bump in an interview who was saying that like, he doesn't think there's evidence. He doesn't see any, anything. But meanwhile, when he, it's pointed out to him by the, the, the host that he's talking to, he shows no, any, any level of curiosity to wanting to get to the bottom of it. He was in that podcast where he like ran off, you know, kind of like that, like when Billy yeah. Madison gets embarrassed and he runs out of the classroom crying, uh, yeah. like he's all upset and I'm never coming back again. That was Philip Bump on that podcast where they just asked him, they're like, isn't that suspicious? And he's, oh, I don't, I don't know. It's like you don't have any sort of level of journalistic curiosity. It's because he's never actually, and he's not actually challenged on his claim. So then you wonder, like, is this guy that, like, stupid? Is he that, like, obtuse you know he's not if he's not he must be a very shallow person if his brain doesn't think that far because he's normally goes on cnn you know he'd be a favorite of like don lemon when he would be on in the evening or you know people now like abby phillip like people who aren't going to challenge him so he can just come on and say whatever he wants to say and he can be in new york um sort of like change up kind of the order of way we were going to talk about things nick you know one Mm -hmm. of the people that was prominently featured in bill's video was dana bash oh yeah and we had a piece that alex wrote up for us 
where she was crestfallen by Biden's bad polls. And I just have to add that what you're going to have here dovetails with what, you know, we saw or Mark Finkelstein saw this morning on Morning Joe where Mm -hmm. they said, you know, different things. Joe Scarborough warned about bedwetting, which clearly Dana Bash was rhetorically doing here. Mara Gay was making excuses saying that these bad polls for Biden this week from CNN and the Wall Street Journal just a snapshot in time. And you had John Meacham, liberal author, former Newsweek editor, um, Biden advisor and speechwriter saying, quote, I don't believe these polls. Um, but Dana Bash just went full send on this. And, and arguably because, you know, one of the bad polls, as I mentioned, was CNN. Um, and it includes, I think, was it 61% of the country? Something like that. Mm-hmm. Believe that Joe knew about what Hunter was up to. Yeah, it, it, it's at this point, people like the American people know that that something's going on here. And like CNN is just sort of embarrassed that their, their own poll is, is, is has to show this because like the people who have to present it probably didn't even realize this was one of the questions like in, in the in the data set that they were trying to find out here. And you, you have yeah. Dana just basically upset with like, like sort of like voice giving voice to Hunter's legal team and just sort of whining on behalf of them. She says, I've heard from people in and around Hunter Biden's world at some time, uh, incredible frustration that his father, the president, and more importantly, the Democrats who are in this sort of uh, strategic world have not been mounting a defense. Oh boy. Yeah. Well, this is kind of the thing that I saw and as we saw oh, oh. where the meat, the question is you have, and Bill said this on Newsmax, like they're, they're pointing fingers at each other. This is what, this is what we're seeing. We're seeing the mm-hmm. media and the Biden campaign fighting with each other, accusing the other one of not doing enough, of not doing enough. This goes with the Franklin four thing that we've talked about mm-hmm. that was on meet the press. He was voicing the Biden white house is saying to the media, Hey guys, you're not giving us credit. You're not being obsequious enough. You're not worshiping the ground we walked on. Basically, why can't all of you be like Mary Bruce and Arlette signs? Exactly. Um, and fourth thing is they re- the white house is upset that the media are still so obsessed with Donald Trump to that. I say, isn't that the entire point of the liberal media to obsess over Donald Trump, to grind down, you know, Republican a- challengers, Republican challengers. And and then go to, you know, suburban women, independent voters, people in the suburbs of Philadelphia and Detroit and Milwaukee, and make it seem completely unpalatable to vote for any Republican in 2024 so that they're left with no choice except to vote for Joe Biden or stay home and or do something else. I don't know. Like, isn't that kind of what the media were supposed to be doing and are supposed to be doing if you're a Democrat, where you can go do whatever shady things or draconian, bureaucratic, you know, nanny state nonsense, and it doesn't really have to be covered? It's 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 sort of when the ideology that believes in centralized government have two different spheres that believe in two different versions of what the centralized plan is going to be. Oh, that's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. You have, you have these two factions who one is like, we got to focus on making sure Trump is the, the candidate and the others, the other faction that's like, we need to defend our the one that we have right now. So their, their goal yeah. is the same to win. But 
but their I guess their thesis and their main objective um, is what like what 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 avenue do they need to focus on at, in the moment to uh, reach that goal? Correct. Exactly. So, yeah. And, and again, to be clear, the media then say back to Joe, hey, why don't you guys actually try and do things and stop belly aching? You're not helping us. You're not giving us things to work with right now. And she she says the she says like the the theme of what we were talking about earlier when she was further complaining. She goes, "If you don't uh, have an answer to something and you got to push back, uh, particularly with this thing." And she goes, "Particularly something that there's no evidence of." She she says she right, says she the says name of the show. No, I, mean, I was gonna say there's no. Again, she dro- chops out the no evidence thing. Exactly. And. They have had an. They've had had a sort of argument, which is to not comment. Another bill study about how KJP in particular has just really ignored mm-hmm. the questions, and when she has answered them, she's gotten herself in trouble. Um, Something that you've written about with, or or I believe Vogue was talking about how her right, non-answers right. are these great things. Right. Okay. So I'm gonna pivot. We're gonna pivot to this. I mean, so Corinne Jean Pierre got the Vogue treatment headline. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre has made history and waves. So addressing Nick's point um, about... Waves from like a belly flop or like... (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, And and the reason people, uh, to go to the Vogue piece about why she reads too much from her binder... This is, this is from the piece. It's because she rehearses in prep. She chooses adjectives and verbs with fastidious care. Um, and then it goes on to basically defend her saying, you know, the reason that she reads from her binder so much, Nick, is because she cares and if, she's prepared, which is if, like, which makes absolutely no sense. Like nobody goes on TV and just sits there with a piece of paper in front of them and just reads from it. Yes, anchors and stuff have monologue, have like things loaded in their, in their prompter, but that's because they have a lot of things to read in a 30 minute or an hour long newscast. But if you're a guest, that's not what you do. You're supposed to just know things. And and that's where you come in with Kareen and you're like, aren't you supposed to know things? Like how to speak English. You don't really seem to have a good grasp of the English language. And then the, uh, and finally Nick, the other defense that uh, Vogue offered was, you know, well, she really only says as much as the white house council allows her to, so she doesn't get in legal trouble. And yes, we all understand that. Things like the Hatch Act. You don't want to come out and wearing a Biden 2024 t-shirt. Duh. But, I mean, that's those are very bright lines. But otherwise, you should be able to say lots of things. I, the, the, it's, it's times like this, though, that I sort of wish that this was like more of a video podcast so they can see my flamboyant Italian reactions to things. But, uh, <laughs> as you were speaking about this, but like one of the things that like stood out to me, it's like, she, you, you talk about how like they tout that her, her answers are like rehearsed and she wants them be sort of on point and know her stuff. But, you know, like I, one of the things I love about Tom Hanks movies is when he holds up the script in front of him as he's <laughs> delivering the lines, the rehearsed answers. Right. Uh, I mean, in this is the compliments are pretty funny. She's a realist, a woman of history, and quote, and they say she possesses quote equality of directness, blunt with a touch of compassion. So, whereas Fauci is the physical embodiment of science, she's the physical embodiment of history. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, history given form yeah i don't I, hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah that's that's pretty good 
That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, you know, and we have Valerie Jarrett, who, Laura Jarrett, her daughter, supposed a totally objective NBC News analyst, takes over for Saturday today, um, starting tomorrow. Uh, Valerie Jarrett gave comment uh, to this Vogue piece uh, saying that KJP has, quote, prepared her entire career for the moment she's in right now. Um, it just got so weird. Quote, there are memes about elder sisters, and then there are the women who live them. Jean Pierre is so organized, her pens have their own coral pouch. A thin film keeps her Dell monitor pristine. Visible disorder in her office is limited to drooping flowers on a side table. And then later, best of luck to would be blackmailers. Jean Pierre doesn't drink coffee or alcohol. Saki calls her viceless. Her snack is roasted seaweed or a morning banana smoothie made aladesco with a gadget called the Blendjet. And as I said in my piece, Nick, take note in her facts in Russia today. This is this is how propaganda is done. I have some comments or some thoughts. But this is a family-friendly podcast. <laughs> well, okay. So instead of that, you know, I did some research and some friends have done some research looking at how, you know what? Vogue is like official magazine of like Democratic Party politics. It's like Soviet Union level propaganda. So I just did some research between the Newsbusters archives. I, and this is not a complete like exhaustive list. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. But... You know, I found here, I have here, as Rush Limbaugh would say in his poor Middle <laughs> nicotine-stained hands, a few examples here. August 2008, four generations of Biden beauties. Ooh. Wendy Davis, August 2013, stand and deliver after her 12-hour filibuster. How far will Texas Senator Wendy Davis run? Well, apparently... Like that gif of the fat person running and then falling over because she ran twice and got destroyed. Lena Dunham, January 15th, 2014, the new queen of comedy. And I'll skip a few. John Kerry, Marilyn Mosby, Hillary Clinton, Bradley Manning. Chelsea Manning changed the course of history, how she's focusing on herself. Rashida Tlaib, Stormy Daniels. Stormy Daniels isn't backing down was the headline of that one. Congresswoman Ilhan Omar, Congresswoman AOC, Vice President Kamala Harris. That was January 19, 2021. Vice President Kamala Harris on the road ahead. Joe Biden, Jan June 2021. Jen Psaki, August 2021. Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry, January 2022. This is a time that changed me forever. Inside the political debut of Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry. Giselle Fetterman, November 2022. Congresswoman Mary Pallada, November 3rd, 2022. Can Mary Pallada, the first, sorry, I may have mispronounced it, but anyway, can Mary Pallada, the first Alaska native in Congress, make history again? Naomi Biden wedding, November 2022. Maxwell Frost, January 19th, 2023. Maxwell Frost goes to Washington. Wes Moore, July 18th of this year. Wes Moore on winning over Republicans, Gen Z, social media, and why service will save us. So as you can tell here, basically any time, and I missed a whole bunch, you know, this was just two sides, single spaced of profiles and URLs, um, you know, dates and headlines that I had here. Yeah. So, you know, basically it's like when you want to do something or when you're a leftist icon or the thing, the next big thing, or the current thing on the left, 
what do you do? You go to Vogue. And it's under the guise. There's supposed to be a fashion magazine, Nick. You know, and our friends, uh, Tieran Rose at MRC Culture, Katie Oder before that, Gabe Hayes before that, uh, have tons of blogs in our archives, uh, Newsbusters archives about Teen Vogue with mm. all kinds of things. Again, there's supposed to be like a fashion, women's fashion slash and fashion nothing, magazine. Nothing in there about Melania though, right? Oh, you know, and, and the mm. Kaylee McEnany piece that John Hassan of Town Hall noted the other day was, I think the headline was something effective. Here's what all you need to know about, you know, Trump new press secretary, Kaylee McEnany, something like that. Here's every, yeah. here's what you need to know. Okay. And then a bunch of other crap. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it, that was spectacular. You know, Governor Sanders in Arkansas, her comms director, Alexa Henning, noted that, you know, if they actually wanted some earth shattering stuff, they could have, you know, talked to, they could have done a profile of Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who was the first working mother oh, to yeah. be presser. Cause this was a huge part of the KJP piece. How like she juggles and has it all, you know, as a mother, uh, while she's like co-parenting with mm-hmm. former longtime CNN correspondent, Suzanne Movo, which buried in the piece they've separated. Oops. We wish them, well. we wish them the best. Um, you know, like this is some novel concept that a woman working mother in the White House is able to also be press secretary. Um, well, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders did that, uh, or they could have done a profile of Kellyanne Conway, as Alexa Henning noted, becoming the first woman to have run a successful U.S. presidential campaign. But of course, history doesn't count unless it's accomplished by a Democrat or okay. positive history, that is, I should say. The only thing that the liberal media th- thought noteworthy of Kellyanne Conway was when she had her knees or feet on the white ha- on, on like the Oval Office couch to take a giant group photo. Oh my gosh, that was like a that was like a thing that was memes. That yep. was like a news. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Man, that's I was that, gonna say that took me back. I totally forgot about that. Oh yeah, that was like I don't know why, but that just like popped into my head. I was just like, oh yeah, that was a thing. <laughs> Right. Ugh. I mean, it's just, uh, yeah, it, it was as cringe as you thought. It was over 3,700 words. It was part of a day that I will never get back. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully we, okay, so maybe we have, we still have some stupid things. Oh, but yeah, this t- time, totally this, this is actually more fun. I should say, yeah, more fun. Yeah, this yeah. is this is like comical. You know, the view is something you. Yeah, you oh just, yeah, we're we're going to the view. Everybody knows it. Uh, I'm, we, I'm on the podcast. We're talking about the view. I mean, and they're back. That's the other thing too. They're <laughs> no, back. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. We we talked about it on we talked about it on Wednesday. They're they're back. Uh, Hostin, uh, uh, Sunny is being not living up to her name again. Well, her fake name because right, Sun, <laughs> it's not uh, even Asuncion is her real name. But well, speaking of the the fake name stuff, we remember it was la- it was a year ago this month that she attacked Nikki Haley for claiming that she uses a fake name and that she tr- to like she uses a fake name to to come off as white and like called her like a racial racial chameleon and stuff. Your name so, is literally Sunny. Yeah. So or your fake name. Yeah, her fake name. It, it, she's got a fake name. So basically, Sunny was going after uh, Nikki Haley again. Uh, whatever you think of Nikki Haley aside, like she she. Uh, Sonny was going after her, decrying her support for school choice and being a champion for uh, parental rights and stuff like that. And she like decry. This is what this is what uh, Sonny had to say about uh, a school choice in general. Like it really means that you're giving the right to certain parents to teach their kids what they want their kids taught. Okay, weird. Uh, that's that's my little take on that. And then she con- con- continues, but you're taking away. 
uh, for me as a parent, what I want my kids to learn. And she called the, uh, the right to make the choice for what their kids to learn, quote, a problem. So she also opined or bloviated, as Bill O'Reilly likes to say, used to say, uh, that she, she wants her kids to be taught history, even if it's an uncomfortable history uh, about, the, about America. And obviously, we, we know what she's talking about there. But here's the funny thing. Her, she sent her kids to private school. And she brags about it. I and, mean, I mean, this is a common occurrence with yeah. leftists. You know, it doesn't. Uh, I mean, I think I thought I saw a thing like the Chicago Teachers Union. The head of the Chicago Teachers Union was found to have done that, and their argument was, "Well, there's just not a lot of opportunities out there in public schools." And like, whose fault? Whose fault is that? Exactly. Yeah, you have Hostin. Well. Kudos a little bit to Alyssa Farrah Griffin, and I'm just gonna say just a little bit because she went after uh, mothers for uh, mothers for liberty, moms for liberty. Of course, she has to like you right. know she can't just like full send say a good thing for once. She yeah. has to code it in some other thing. Yeah, some like some knives out for conservatives. But Alyssa pointed out it's like, didn't you go to a private school? And Sunday shoots back. Yeah, I went to a private school. I had the privilege of going to a private school. My children had the privilege of going to private school. And then she she complains. Uh, but why should my children have to have been? Why why should my children have been able to go to a public school that was as good as a private school that I spent all this money on? It, it, this really weird argument. And she basically says like when she was talking about like learning about this, learning about America's like uncomfortable history, she uh, engaged in revisionist history. Cause Anna Navarro was talking about how um, Republicans are the party of Lincoln and abolishing slavery. She goes, Oh, well they changed it a little bit, like hinting at the party swapping titles thing, switching sides thing. Mm -hmm. Like the Mad Hatter came into Congress one day and was just like, change places. Yeah. And, and she's just like, Republicans aren't, uh, I, I can't let Republicans hide behind the party of Lincoln. Okay. Because the Republican party hasn't been the party of Abraham Lincoln since Jim Crow, since reconstruction, since forever. Sonny, you're <laughs> part of the party that was pushing Jim Crow. Yeah. I mean, like FDR, like, that was a thing. Like, like, oh my gosh. Like, it was Democrats that were opposing the Civil Rights Act. Lyndon Johnson it's, it's, until it became politically expedient. I don't want to, I don't want to quote like LBJ's infamous quote of what he said about black people and getting them to vote Democrat for a generation because it involves some bad, like the N word. But yeah, like, but like, that's the point. like Sonny, yeah. you, you're part of the, you're, you're the part of the pro, you're, you're in the party that caused the Civil War for slavery. You're in the party that, so that, opposed reconstruction that uh, the point is if you yeah. want to attack republicans you shouldn't be doing it in using fake history and this is the side liberals are constantly out there saying that republicans are engaging in revisionist history they want to erase history they want to rewrite history the view <laughs> constantly rewrites history by she just saying things not only just to getting facts wrong about history but just getting facts wrong in general yeah she basically complains that like kids are being taught so that she doesn't want them her kids being taught and what she wants them taught is this revisionist history about republicans isn't it amazing and how like the ultra rich yeah. are she's are the, the ultra rich like yeah the panel of the view believe in and just exude victimhood 
thing like a level of victimhood. She she has it, com- she has called her she has likened herself to a victim. Claims oh, that's that she, right. That's that right. She, explicitly that she deserves. Uh, reparations, even though she's a multimillionaire who lives in a mansion, her husband's a well-renowned uh, uh, doc surgeon, and and so she's still and she's on TV. She was a federal prosecutor, she, and she still is playing a victim and claims that she still. Her needs kid to is be- going to an Ivy League school. Yeah, he's going to Harvard. Husband's a doctor, right? Yeah, a surgeon, like a, yeah. like a renowned surgeon in New York City, and she lives in this giant mansion that was featured in. Oh, I forget. It was, it, it, was, it was featured on a magazine, I think it was, or a show, or someplace. Yeah. Like her, her home was featured. But this, this again is just like this whole thing of like what you were saying, like these rich liberal people who a lot of stuff. It's it's for send everybody else's kids to these private schools dealing well, with like well, the or the the public schools dealing with all this all this crap. Well, and, speaking of sending people elsewhere, before we run out yes, of time, we've got yes. to talk about that, what that's what I was a, getting. What to. you have at Newsbusters today also has to do with. Mm-hmm. Sending people elsewhere. Yeah. Again, this is this, this might be like quote. Of, this is like quote of the year. One of them. the top moments of the year. Thing. Our, our friend Bonchi at Red State said this is the greatest view quote ever. But basically, and we'll play it for you here in a second. But basically, they were dismissing and scoffing at Eric Adams' warning that the immigration crisis is going to destroy New York City or damage it a lot and put a lot of strain on it. But at the same time, they had some uh, NIMBY. Not in my backyard responses to this where they basically just like get them the heck out of here. Let's listen to that clip. But frankly, you know, I think we need to find and, and we've dealt with this before. I, I lived in uh, in Miami. I was a migrant, an immigrant in Miami in the 80s. You'll remember when we had the Marielle boat lift. Yes. 125,000 Cubans yeah. came in a matter of six months. It puts tremendous stress on 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 a city, on a community, on the social services. They need to be resettled elsewhere. They need, right? to, they need to be out. We're this spread, a massive yeah. country. Well, yeah. And it's only going to get worse with global warming and climate change because people can't live in certain parts of this world. They have to be relocated, resettled. That is that is the term. Resettled. Oh. Resettled elsewhere, which I, I have a lot of my, my Twitter responses are blowing up with responses to this. And somebody was pointing out, I forget, I forget the, the name is not appearing off the top of my head at the moment, but they were basically pointing out that the term resettle seems very problematic. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I mean, they're saying it anyway, though. I mean, yeah, this normally you'd be like, well, that sounds kind of based, but no, uh, you know, well, 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 if this isn't the consequences of your own action. Yeah, they're coming home to roost. You see this in Chicago as well. People are just losing their minds about this. Like, I can't have this. Why are we spending money on these people? You know, we can't afford this or schools Martha's are falling Vineyard apart and there. and stuff like that. And, and like, Sonny, when uh, when DeSantis first sent... You're straining our resources. When, when DeSantis first sent that one uh, busload up to Martha's Vineyard or the plane or whatever up to Martha's Vineyard, she she touted, she, she was just like the... Um, like the like, cause she vacations, she summers in Martha's Vineyard, huh? and she vacations there, and she's like, oh, the people up there are so great, they're so welcoming, they're gonna, they're they're gonna, they're gonna shove it back into Sanders's face by taking care of these people. Like two days later, they're like, get them out of here, we have a housing crisis on the on the on the island, get them out of here, and they ship, they literally right. threw them on a boat and got them out of there. Right. Like, okay. So the Great Bill yeah. Malugin distilled all this in a tweet. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, 
From an awareness perspective, Texas busing migrants to sanctuary cities has been incredibly effective. None of these cities expressed concern about the border prior. Now, New York City mayor says city will be, quote, destroyed. Chicago begging for federal help. Massachusetts threatening the National Guard. Uh, Los Angeles threatening to sue Governor Abbott, all while the White House claims their policies are, quote, stopping the flow, despite the fact that their own numbers show that that is false. That was KJP last week. Mm -hmm. Wait until CBP releases the August numbers. They are going to be the highest of 2023. And when Bill Malugin (laughs) makes a prediction, I think, especially on the border, I think it's worth taking to the bank. Ben Domenech, uh, husband of Megan McCain. Just before we go, yeah, yeah, before we go from Bill Malugin too fast, he had a a report on Twitter the other day, I think it was yesterday or two days ago, where apparently the Biden administration is planning. Yes, here it is. Oh, yeah. Uh, Los Angeles Times has scoop quote reporting that the Biden administration is considering forcing some migrant families who cross the border illegally to remain in Texas, limiting their ability to travel within the U.S. Which, if they're under the asylum stuff, there that's I don't think that's legal. If they're if they're if you're giving them the asylum status or even the pending asylum status, but this is just basically would that that would basically be a ploy to then keep them in Texas to force Texas to take care of them and make sure that they are not being shipped out to New York to, to blue, LA, basically blue, blue city, yeah, blue, blue sta- city, almost exactly. blue states, mostly blue cities. Even though Texas has Dallas, uh, Houston, and Austin, but exactly, but still. You know, isn't that amazing? It's like political punishment. It's political punishment. And KJP comes out and is like, political stunts, political stunts. She just says that all stunts. It's it's a weaponization of government to just make them stay in Texas. And I I forget who it was. They were saying like, oh, like... Biden doesn't want the uh, Trump's border wall, but his new border wall is going to be Arizona, right. um, New Mexico, and Texas. Right. So what you're saying is you want to build a wall. <laughs> and, and and again, like just like for me being the view guy, like so even w- when it came to after they played Eric Adams warning about the state, you had Joy Behar and Anna Navarro just being like, oh, uh, and Joy says, oh, a little dramatic, isn't it? And then and, <laughs> and Anna is just like, he's got a flair for drama. It's, it's, it's like, guys, he's the one dealing with the problem you guys don't live in the city one flair for drama hold on a second from like anna you live in miami you're not in the city on the view accusing people of having a flair for drama is really funny exactly and this is okay so ben dominesh uh husband of former view uh co-host megan mccain who would actually a lot of the time make conservative points and not couch it in some sort of Mm -hmm. you know oh but republicans suck too thing she would just stand there and fight on actual principles and actual issues he tweeted in reaction to the Bonchi clip, which was Nick's video. I never thought Democratic elitists would actively say migrants out of New York, but now they're saying it every day. Send them to flyover states so we don't have to see or deal with them. Yeah, like one of like, and one of the, like the quotes that we played in the video there. It it's from uh, Sarah Haynes. Quote: They need to they need to be spread out. This is a massive country. She's from Iowa. Wait a second. Yeah, <laughs> what are you saying? Like, do you want them to do? Like, are you saying they're going to be better off or like any of the small town you come from and Iowa is going to be better off with 10,000, 5,000 just people getting dropped off in the middle of town? Like, they'll be forced to deal with this? And you had uh, Sonny who was basically, who, who said she was very disappointed, very disappointed in Eric Adams. And she sort of scoffed at the idea that they need, that New York is requesting more funding to deal with this. She goes like, oh, he says he needs 12 billion, but he, he's got 1.5. That's nothing to sniff at. That's nothing to sneeze at. And she's like, oh, like he should be fine because he also got yeah. uh, $140 million from the federal government for shelters. It's like, like, why is he complaining? 
So I, I believe it was uh, uh, um, Ryan, uh, our, our our buddy uh, Ryan Gerdus. Uh, yeah, yeah, Ryan Gerdusky, who was who tweeted over my video and basically saying, "It's like how many people is she gonna is Sunny gonna host in her house?" Sonny, like, mm. how many is, how many of them is she going to host when she was complaining about the um, the um, the uh, the strangulate the uh, the the the, the, yeah, the, the marine yeah, yeah Daniel the, Penny yeah the Daniel yeah. Penny scenario where she said that she would have helped the guy that was harassing and threatening people on the subway car. She's like, oh, I would have given him money. It's it's they have no humanity because they didn't give him his their wallets. They didn't. They I would have given him a sandwich. I would have tried to help him. And meanwhile, she's demanding the city do this, and she's not taking in migrants. She's not. She's you're, you're in a mansion. Your kids are away at college. That you you got room. You got space in your house now. Yeah, I was guess, and it's like this is the way the rich work. Unless they're there to. Uh, you know, scrub your to- their toilet. They oh yeah, cut, they, they cut, don't want to see it. Do their uh, like do their landscaping and all. Yeah, this they stuff. don't. They don't. Other they otherwise don't care. We see that all the time here in the D.C. area. Um, even though everybody votes Democrat. Well, you got to remember, like this is Sonny we're talking about a person that has a deep seated, very vocal hatred of America, which she's like in in it, all, previously on the show she's said despite, that she gets her anti American streak from her father, despite possessing wealth that few Americans will ever see. Exactly, and like she, she I, I'm pretty sure she sees this. Like she doesn't care about whether or not she needs to deal with it. She just wants. To, she she probably views this as punishment on America for all of the grievances mm. that she has against the country. This is like this is a punishment and a, a a a a an act against the country that she wants to take revenge on for her perceived uh, grievances and crimes against her or whatever mm. that she wants reparations for. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was gonna say. Well, I mean, it was a short week, but we had a ton of content. I mean, just absolutely out the wazoo. Uh, just yeah. coming, break, bursting at the seams. Um, so uh, we're definitely back into it. As people have said, the campaign is now definitely definitively underway. More people are going to be paying attention. There's going to be more debates. Um, we'll have more studies. The border is becoming a thing now that the weather's getting a little bit cooler. Um, so expect, you know, crossings to grow. Um, so, and you never mm-hmm. know when you're going to get a liberal puff piece or some attack dog piece or. Uh, whatever nonsense uh, the liberal media decide to uh, foist upon the masses um, or omit or omit. Yeah, that's true. Um, but through it all omission or just complete gobbledygook nonsense, uh, you can count on us at newsbusters to have it for you. So you don't have to watch or listen to it. Um, we'll have it in nice digestible form or like this podcast. So, uh, for Nick Fonacaro and, uh, regular host, Tim Graham, who should be back next week. Uh, I'm Curtis Howe. And as he always likes to say, boss, Tim Graham, come to Newsbusters once, twice, 24 times a day. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.